So guys, um, Justin Bieber's What Do You Mean? Is it a perfect song? Ooh, wow. I mean, <laughs> just starting it off heavy. Yeah, I was in the grocery store and it came on. And I'm telling you, I was jamming. Like just losing my mind in the store because I hadn't heard the song in a while. And I was like, man, is this song like the most perfect song ever made? Because it might be. It's been like four years since, five years since it came out. And now I'm thinking that maybe that is the most perfect song that's been made ever. It's got to be pretty close, right? I can't think of a bad time I've heard that a song, a time I've heard that song and I've been in a bad mood or, or disliked it, like, or turned it off. I've never turned that song off of the radio, of Spotify, of wherever. Um, what aggravates me a little bit, though, is that my grocery stores aren't nearly as cool as yours where they're playing that. <laughs> you know, I might spend some... Nowadays, I'm like trying to get out of a grocery store as quickly as possible, but it wasn't already like that to begin with. But you start throwing jams like that, you know, we're going to stick around. We're going to make an afternoon out of this trip. But that... Uh, <laughs> make an afternoon out of it? You know, but that's Dan, you're different. You would make an afternoon out of being in the grocery store. That's That's right. not common. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like actually to get that phrase on a shirt. I like that. That's pretty good. Dan, you're different. <laughs> Welcome um, to the Brunch Breakdown, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's Daniel here out in Cats. Dee out here in California. Dan in Pittsburgh. Chris in, uh, where are you? I'm Well, if we go by the first episode, I'm solidly in Pennsylvania. Yes, solidly, solidly in West Virginia. Yeah, uh, solidly in West Virginia, Chris is. <laughs> What's up? This is your brunch podcast where we don't really talk about brunch because there is no brunch, but it is starting to open up as the world is starting to open up. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about music on this podcast today, a lot about weird concerts, drive-in concerts, weird nightclub things that we've read about. And uh, there might be some NBA, NHL talk because they are back as well. But there is a new segment that we are going to start on the show called get off your chest, right? Or should I say, say it with your chest? Maybe we'll, it, we're workshopping it. We'll, we'll workshop it. it. Yeah. Workshop. Yeah. Yeah. We'll workshop it where we take a minute and we just get whatever is off of our chests. Which one do you guys want to start? Who wants to start it? Go for it, Dan. Get it off your chest. Dan, say it Dan, with your chest. Dan got here in a, in a mood. So I'm ready. To oh, that's with true. Dan. I did. I almost reshifted this entire segment to focus based on how, you know, the rush I had to get here to, to our uh, recording time here. But all right, start the timer, gentlemen. Say it with here your we chest. Go. What I got to get off my chest. I'm just, you know, I hate to be old man, get off my lawn type of thing here, but I'm just really, you know, fed up with technology right now. My computer at work just completely shit the bed. I've had to, I spent four hours today with tech support from Apple two of it on a chat, the other two on the phone, trying to figure this shit out. It's just like, man, you know, it'd be nice to be, you know, to not have to worry about this right now. There's enough other things to have to worry about. Um, so technology, I'm, I'm, I've had it. I've had it with you. I will say though, shouts to Brittany at the uh, Apple support, one of their engineers. We were able to uh, mostly solve the problem. Uh, but Technology is just uh, not feeling it this week, fellas. That's that's what's been aggravating me lately. Damn. Boom. Damn. Sorry to hear that, Dan. Shouts to Brittany, though. Shouts to Brittany. 
That's yeah. never fun because technology issues only happen when you really need to get something done. So that's yeah. frustrating. Speaking exactly. of really needing, needing to get something done, the other part of this segment, if I had two minutes, I guess it would have been not responding uh, to work email guy, especially internal people. I'm talking days and it's like you wait two days and you then you follow up because you don't want to be rude. And you're like, hello. Yeah. You know, so that's the only disadvantage of not being in an office. I can't poke, poke my head in someone's office and be like, hey, jackass, uh, I know you got my email because we work for the same company. So what's up? So to that guy, screw you as well. Do you guys ever put people on like 24 hour or 48 hour rules with email? Like, because I just I ha- I hammer away at that. And if people aren't getting back to me, the mo- the longest I'll go is 48 hours. And if they don't respond after 48 hours, I will just every two days, I'll keep hitting them up until they get back to me. Wow. Absolutely. You got to be a squeaky yeah. wheel sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, I, I need answers. I got to get shit done. You know, the worst is when you know somebody's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what gets me. Because like, usually it's like, because I, I'm not, because I will tell you, I am not somebody who responds to emails very quickly at all, right? But whenever I send somebody an email that I know, I know exactly what they're doing. And I'm like, I'm almost like looking at them. I've walked past their desk. I know you're here. I know you've seen it. And then they don't respond to me until it's like six o'clock. I send the email at noon. They don't respond to me till six. That makes me more mad than probably anything. Because I'm like, I know what you're doing. Yeah. You've sent out like 10 tweets. Like you just, updated, <laughs> you just wrote like a Facebook novel. Like what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Or like, or if, if you, if you have an email that's outstanding with somebody and then the next time you hear from them, they're touching base with you about a completely different subject. And then you just continue to leave the thing that you need to talk about unaddressed. The worst. I don't like that. The worst. I don't like yep. that. Yep. All right. Good so topics, Dan. Yeah, Dude. well, thank you. Yeah, had to Chris. get this off my chest. Who's, uh, who's, who's ready? Who's up next? Who's in the batter's box? All right, I'll go. I'll go. Um, so we talked last week about having conversations, right? As we talked about all the fallout from uh, George Floyd's death and everything like that. And social media is really bugging me this week because we talked all about having conversations and asking why and not jumping all over people and attacking them and just trying to actually have a conversation and learn from each other. And I feel like that never happens on social media, but social media has the power to do that because we can connect with people from anywhere at any time. So we had a lot of examples of that this week. Um, Drew Brees was one of them where he talked about not kneeling and, and his feelings about that during the national anthem and people jumped all over him and then he apologized. And I thought that was just a great opportunity to have a discussion rather than shout at each other. Um, other sports personalities have had this type of situation happen. Um, people are getting mad at people for not responding quick enough or not saying things exactly the way that other people want them to say the things that they want them to say. Um, so I don't know. I just, I want to reinforce what we talked about last week and just say, like, let's try and talk to each other and let's stop shouting at each other and let's have some conversations as opposed to um, being so hellbent on jumping on top of people the minute they do or do not do something that you want them to do. I love it because that's the truth. And that's probably the thing that's frustrated me the most this week, too, is just that, like, People don't want to listen to anyone, even though you will watch somebody 
you know, post something about everyone needs to listen to each other. Everyone needs to be this. And you'll see them post these memes or you'll see them say a tweet. And then like the next moment, they are doing exactly the opposite of what they just said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But the Drew Brees moment was great, though. I love the. It It was was a perfect example of how he he had an opinion. His teammates talked to him. And then he understood the other side of the opinion and and we saw the progression of like, that's how it should happen. Right. Yeah. And we don't all have to always agree on everything. We may leave those conversations still disagreeing, but let's try and have them as opposed to just immediately, you know, butting heads over it and, and screaming at each other. Yeah. And he didn't even say anything so radical either. It was just like, I listened, we had a conversation. I understand it. He did, I, who knows if Drew Brees even changed his POV about the kneeling or anything, but it's like he now understands it. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. you're not right. going to go on, you know, somebody's show and say that again, because you know that that's not what it's about. So right. I just thought that was cool. Like, I, I loved it. A lot of people have talked about how, oh, they, they ganged up on Drew Brees. And I'm like, I don't think that's what it was. I think a lot of people expect Drew Brees to like be smart. You know what I mean? Like, you have to understand who this person was. So I, mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Conversate. <laughs> Didi, what do you got? All right, here we go. Here's what I got off my chest. Um, protests, they work, guys. They work. And there's a lot of people who are like, man, protest, it's so stupid. Why don't people silently protest? Why do they have to block off streets and block off highways? And, you know, why do people have to riot? And it's like for what we've seen over the last week. Like, that's what it is. Like, we've seen police departments that are being defunded. And when you say police departments are being defunded, they don't mean disband the police department or just everybody's going to be running around here like the wild, wild west. What they mean is that, you know, LA took $150 million off of the police budget. $150 million. So if they're taking 150 off, how much do they give the police that that money could go, <laughs> right. go could go to schools? It's insane. But like, there you're seeing that you're seeing all of the positives of protesting happen right now, and you wouldn't have seen that if the world wasn't on fire, you know, a couple weeks ago. And it stinks that those things have to happen like that. But when people want, when people need attention and they need your attention and they're sick of it and fed up, like that's when they have to go out there and do this and. Protests work. And also with Colin Kaepernick, you're seeing the NFL completely change course with the kneeling, with, you know, with how they thought about the kneeling. You saw Roger Goodell put out the statement, the players put out the statement four years ago when Colin protested for the first time. We all were confused. Everybody had their own reasoning why this was that. But now that we've taken four years and we all know, and now people are changing their mind, protests don't happen overnight. That's what I had just had to get off my chest. Like, when you start protesting something, everybody's uncomfortable. That's what a protest is. And now people are understanding it because it takes people time and to understand what's going on. And now they do. So protests work. They just take time. And that's what I feel like we're all learning right now. Yeah. And sure. do you guys, By the way, go ahead. I was going to say, is, is Roger Goodell have like an iPhone 6 or something? Like, what's with the quality <laughs> of that video? Like, you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, on. it's bad. Super grainy. I'm yeah. like, and like, also, wh- what happened to the like posh ass basement he was in during the draft? Because that's <laughs> not where that video was recorded. No, I don't no. know where that video was recorded, which adds to an internet rumor because a lot of people were saying during the draft that like he wasn't at his own house. Was it he just was in a room of green screens? Is that all yeah, that was? Like, that's what a lot of people were saying on the internet the night of the draft. They're like, there's no way Roger Goodell is going to let us 
no, I was going to let internet sleuths like figure out where he lives based on him being on camera for like, you know, 10 hours or whatever. Right. That's fair. <laughs> but that is true, man. Why was that video so bad? I had no idea. I don't understand. I really don't. It was terrible. Upgrade, upgrade your Wi-Fi, Roger Goodell. Come on, like every, I feel like everyone had to since uh, what, since we've all been at home except right. Roger Goodell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didi, on on what you just ran through, um, I don't know. Do you guys feel like we're living in? I wanted to tweet this this week, but every time I tried to type it out, I felt like I was I wasn't wording it correctly. So maybe I can kind of talk through it here um, because there's nothing positive or happy or special about George Floyd's murder, but I feel like in with, with the series of events that have happened and the movement that has just exploded out of that one moment i i i kind of feel like we're living in an a, a special period of time right now if that makes any sense like do you think we're going to i feel like we're going to look back on this time in 20 years as something like that kids are going to read about or learn about in a history class someday i just feel like we we these moments have happened before. We talked about it in the last episode, and we've seen protests come from them. But I don't ever remember them being protests that that broke out in every major city in the United States, and also most counties in the United States, and yeah. like twenty five other countries around the globe. Uh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I think there could end up being like a history class on like it's history twenty twenty is going to end up being a class because there's so much to cover. Yeah, that's we're true. We're only halfway through this year. Uh, but I hope we are, Chris, but I hope we're doing it for the right reasons. You know, I hope it's not just because of uh, the after the initial after effects of everything, that it's not just about how widespread the protests were um, and how initial action was, uh, you know, took place. But hopefully within the next, you know, the rest of this calendar year and years and years and years to come, this is looked at as that, you know, not first domino, surely not first domino, but like heaviest domino that maybe started, you know, the, the big push of the wave. Um, it certainly feels that way as if everything going on with the coronavirus already didn't feel like this is a moment in history where, you know, we're going to talk about forever and people are going to look back on this time. And now, you know, hopefully this is something even bigger, uh, you know, particularly in this country. But like you said, it's even having effects worldwide uh, that I hope I hope that we are. I hope that we're living in that time that. But again, for the right reasons that it's because of what happens from this point forward and all the positive that can come out of it. Yeah, I, th- I think the same way. It's just, it's just like it, it, this feels different. It feels so different, but I think, but, but it's like when, just like what I was talking about with the protests and how, you know, these things happen. It's like, remember in 2014, you know, the first time we heard anybody say, anybody heard somebody say black lives matter. It was a controversial thing. Like, it was like, wait, what do you mean? Just black lives matter. What does this mean? Is this an organization? Is this a group? Is this whatever? Now, six years later, everybody knows what it is. Everybody knows what it means. Like anybody who's saying all lives matter still as a response is just an idiot. Like you can literally just say you are an idiot. Like where have you been in the last six years where people have been trying to explain this to you? Because I refuse to. Exp- I'll talk to anybody about anything. I'm not explaining that to anybody anymore. Like I'm just I'm done. Like I'm absolutely done 
with doing that. But that's, but that's why this is different. I feel like it's like you have a whole, you know, you have kids who were maybe in middle school when Trayvon Martin, you know, when, when what happened to Trayvon Martin, you may have had, you know, and they've grown up with this, you know, we're talking like a full, like six, seven years of just this being bashed in kids' heads. They've been living with police brutality in their pockets. You know, they've been living with racial injustice in their pockets. And now they're like, wait, like, this is wrong. Everything is wrong about this. That's why you see the diversity of the crowds in the protest. And, you know, and it's like you actually see the country in the protests. And mm-hmm. I think that's like a really cool thing. And they're not slowing down either because I thought they would be slowing down and they're not. They're just getting bigger. Like LA had their biggest protest this past weekend. Yeah. You have 50,000 people just taking over Hollywood and Philadelphia was insane and just cities all over the country. And even the small counties in places where I saw a lot of people like retweeting like cities in Texas, they were like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. <laughs> like people were literally like, I don't think I've ever seen this. You know, populations of like, you know, 4,000 people, you know, out there protesting and stuff. And I mean, it's, it feels, it all feels different. And I feel like we're, we're living in a textbook right now. Like that's what we're living in. We're living in a textbook right now. Well, I say Dan said that that's just, just going to be 2020 history is going to be like an entire course and you could already fill it up. It's only June, but man, I feel bad for the kids that have to study for the final of 2020 (laughs) history because so much shit has happened. Like that's, that's almost not fair. It's and it's only June, but right, you know, long way to go. Yeah, long yeah. way to go, kids. Study, study up now. Start the two semester class. <laughs> but I just think about that. It's crazy. It's like we like, like I have a, oh, I have a twenty month old right now. She's going to be. I don't know. Probably she'll be when she's ten. She's probably going to come home and be like, "Hey, we learned about twenty twenty. We have to like write something about what you learned in 20, like what you, what you were, what you were doing in 2020. And I'm going to be like, at what part? Yeah. You mean yeah, whatever you want to start? <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you mean when there was almost a world war three? Do you mean when Kobe Bryant died? Do you mean the quarantine? Do you mean uh, George Floyd? Like, what, what do you mean? Like, what, yeah. what, where are we at? Like, we're only halfway done with this. Show. Do you mean when the world series was, uh, ended on Christmas day? Is that the <laughs> year you're talking about? Oh yeah. You remember when the NBA finals were in October, you know? Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. They have, they ended right before Halloween. Yeah. 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 Like what? <laughs> So that I I just think about that, but yeah, that's a good point. We are living in, yeah, we're living in a class right now. We're living it out, so it's uh, it's pretty interesting. But guys, this is what we wanted to talk about since we started this podcast back up again. Music. We all love music. We all love it so much. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, we are huge music lovers, and we've been waiting to for the right moment to talk about it. Well, guys, it's here. Let's talk about some music first. I want to talk about though is Chris. What are you listening to right now? Me first. What are you jamming out to? That's what the people want to hear. So are we got are, are we gonna go like shot for shot, or do you are we gonna go through our own lists and then somebody else goes through a list? Or like how do you guys want to do this? Who we can go shot for shot. Let's we can go, go shot for shot because I yeah. wouldn't want to listen to me and my whole list just no. for ten minutes. <laughs> no, so, let's not do that. Yeah. Well, then I'll start since since you gave me the honor, DD, of starting this new segment back. It's not a new segment. Bringing back this old segment of what we're listening to. Um, I'll throw it to an artist that you introduced me to, which is Breland. Uh, because DD yeah. said that I needed to listen to Breland. And... Um, Okay, so the the 
I guess this the the featured track on his EP is My Truck, right? Yeah. Is that that's accurate? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the that that's the one with the remix with Sam Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. It's so that's a great song. Uh it's not even close to the best song on his EP though. Like the minute I started playing the EP, I was blown away. Never heard of Breland. Um, I, I didn't even know what to expect. I was talking about country music in an episode and Didi told me to listen to Breland. I, I didn't know what type of music I was getting myself into, but like there are so many song of the summer-ish potential jams on the EP. Uh, it's really, really impressive. So um, my my two favorites are Hot Sauce and In the Woods. Uh, yeah. But Woods is not like the woods it's w-o-u-l-d-s which i thought was pretty creative um but it's like that country type of hip-hop thing that's happening right now and i enjoy it a lot so uh, thank you for putting that on my radar you are welcome you're welcome chris because i interviewed breland like right before quarantine and i and like my friend austin who is one of our heads of music over there he was like, you have, you have to do this interview, right? And I was like, I had, because I forget what I had to do. I had something to do. And he was like, you have to do this interview. Like, I'm not taking no for an answer. And I was like, okay, whatever. I listened to my truck and I was like, oh, okay, I got it. I got why I have to do this. And then when I met him, the kid's a superstar. The, he's one of those people that bums me out over putting music out during quarantine because I feel like when more people see him and talk to him and hear him do interviews and see him in person and watch him perform, it's like, he's out of here. And so it's like, it bums me out that like he, you know, put it the EP and like, now it's kind of like, you know, you got to still look for him, but this yeah. dude would be performing on the tonight show. This dude be everywhere right now. And, um, but yeah, I love Breland. He's a superstar. So yeah, I, I love the whole EP and it shocked me too. Cause I was like, this is incredible. Hot sauce is the jam. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I had listened to my truck originally. Um, and then I was like, okay, this, I, I right or wrong kind of got an impression that like, this was maybe like a, almost like a gimmick. But then when you dive into the whole EP, like every song is good. Every single song is good. So I would highly recommend it. Dan, have you not listened to Breland? I have. Uh Oh, <laughs> I don't, I dove in. Uh, I know my truck. I, I know that's a jam. I mean, I'm going to give you that. Uh, I, I dipped my toe in the pool on, on some of the other ones. It's just, there's just a little too much country sauce in that water for me, just a little bit. And I probably need to give it more time. You know, I need to give him more time to dive more into the EP. Uh, I kind of, like I said, just went like, beep, beep, beep. And uh, just to get a feel of uh, what we're getting getting there. But it took me a long time to, it takes me a long time to warm up to to music like that. It it does like Lil Nas X. I don't know why it took me so long to just like get into him. I really don't. And I like feel like I gave it plenty of time and it just finally clicked one day. So I'm hoping for the same thing here. I, I trust your instinct, Didi. It always usually works out for me in the end. So you can't like everything. That's true. You know, That's you true. can't like everything. Maybe, maybe this isn't. Yeah, maybe this isn't one, but I'm I'm not going to completely give up on them yet i know there's enough jam in there on at least one of those songs that it's worth uh, he's worth uh you know keeping on the bulletin board can we get that t-shirt dan can't like everything <laughs> there's so many t-shirts more. we can make for dan honestly <laughs> dan can't like everything i like that one too yeah let's all the brunch merch is just gonna be dan inspired <laughs> <laughs>
She's going to be Dan inspired. Plenty of gold here. Yes. All right. Well, Dan, what are you? What are What are we listening to? What's up? Oh man, there's been a lot. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go albums first if we're gonna go around the horn here. And the first one is from All Time Low, one of my favorite uh, all time bands. Funny, uh, but they put out uh, an album a little earlier this year called Wake Up Sunshine, and it's just amazing. Like new, it's like they're they're kind of different pop punk, right, Chris? And I think you can kind of get that too, where it's not old school pop punk, but the structure of it's there and they're very upbeat. Um, their previous album, you know, was with a new label and it kind of took a, a direction. Some people didn't like I did, but I think this one is fantastic. The song monsters is a repeat song for me, but the album top to bottom uh, is fantastic. Excited to see those guys back really bummed was supposed to see them uh, on the, uh, on a summer tour this year coming through Pittsburgh It'll be next summer instead. So it's, you know, try to keep that wave of momentum uh, with the excitement of that album. Hopefully it doesn't get forgotten, but uh, I don't think it will. It's a really, really good album that I haven't been able to stop listening to for a couple of months. Yeah, you can't listen to an all-time low album and not have something stick in your head, Mm -hmm. which is impressive. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're great. They've, They've never really hit that slump or area where they take too far of a, of a left turn that just completely changes their sound. They're still very, very consistent in getting you catchy, uh, memorable beats in songs. And uh, they're continuing to do it again. I think there are going to be a couple of radio hits out of this one. Well, the thing I like about all time low is they want to stay current, you know, where yeah. they could go another direction. It's like, they try, they, they try to stay current without not losing, without losing themselves, you know? And that's what I've always liked about All Time Low and just the stuff that they've put out, you know, in the last like, you know, five, six years, it's all been, you know, it's still them, but it's also like, no, like we're still, you know, we still want to be out here. We still want to put out radio singles and catchy music and it's not just staying in the same place. I like that. Lot on. All right. You're up. What do you got for us? Charlie XCX. How I'm feeling now. That album is so cool so experimental she did it all through throughout quarantine she did it in a month just sending files back and forth zoom meetings zoom writing sessions all this stuff with her producers and the album comes out sounding incredible and it's just the i feel like it is the perfect album for like right now because it's just it's a fun album it's got serious tones it's not crazy upbeat because like it's kind of hard to be sweaty in your house dancing to music but it's just it got a super distinct sound that i just absolutely love right now and no one else is sounding like this except for this crazy rap group named like 100 gex but she sings over top of like their kind of music and it's just it's incredible there's a song called seven years that i think is going to be I don't know if it's going to be a huge hit, but I think it's going to be a song that like a lot of us know maybe in the fall. And I mean, it's just party on you is great. Just the whole album is incredible. And I'm just happy that she's back and she's been doing a lot of weird things with her sound that I didn't like. And this one, I think she landed on and I, I really like it. So Charlie XCX, how I'm feeling now, that album is just super good. Super good. I, I agree with you there, DD. When I was listening to that album, I expected to maybe, you know, hear a couple of songs that I liked and a couple of songs that I eh. 
this is strong, strong stuff from her. That's definitely an album to check out. Chris. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I have never heard of this person before in my life, so I, I will check it out. <laughs> I'm He's like, like over, I'm Charles, over here. Cause I have Charles a word to- <laughs> X, X sees X. <laughs> This isn't even a, this isn't even a dude. <laughs> He's like, what? Charlie. Yeah. I, know I, Charlie uh, I, I typed down <laughs> what I think you said and uh, I'll see if I can find it. Oh my oh, God. Man. Yeah. Charlie I'll just look for um, our Twitter account to tweet about it and then I'll, I'll find it that way. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Charlie XCX, you know, the song boom clap. Boom clap. It's possible. Yeah. You know the song Boom Clap. You know Fancy by Iggy Azalea. She's the one who sings the hook on the song. Okay. God damn you, Chris. <laughs> like the band? I, yeah, I mean, it's... I'm just not there. I'm just not there, Dee. I'm like Dan here. with We're Breland. Trying. I'm not there yet. We're trying. <laughs> what else you got, Chris? Um, So one of my all-time favorite bands, Four Year Strong, uh, put out a new album this year called Brain Pain. And uh, I've been listening to that quite a bit over the last couple of months. They have two tracks off it that are pretty popular in the pop punk scene. Um, Learn to Love the Lie and Talking in Circles. Those are the two. So I'd recommend if you want to check out anything from this album, check out those two songs. Um, They had an album, Four Year Strong had an album in... 2011 that was kind of just not good after having two or three that led up to it that were fantastic they were exploding and then 2011 i think it might have been a similar situation that that dan mentioned with all-time low where they switched labels often that that comes with a change in sound whether the band wants it or not and i i don't know if that's specifically what happened with four years strong but i seem to remember that something like that being the case um and I and a lot of people wondered, okay, what's the direction of this band? And then ever since that one shaky release, um, they've just had album after album again that have been really, really good. So um, if you haven't heard of Four Year Strong before, I kind of have trouble putting bands into classifications. I would, I, I would probably put them in the pop punk stratosphere. Um, they're a little more on the heavier side. Um, so they're they they bring a lot of energy but just because they're on the heavier side doesn't mean that they aren't talented musically um they actually did i don't know if you guys saw but riot fest which is a big festival um which that obviously didn't happen they had bands do acoustic sets on their facebook page four year strong did an acoustic set and their melodies were unbelievable these guys have really good voices um, they're really musically talented and they kind of combine it with their heavier form of pop punk. So, um, like I said, the album's brain pain, I would recommend it if, uh, if you're looking to, to dip your toe in that area. I okay. like it. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I'm going to come at you with what is probably the longest album I'll listen to this year, uh, from the 1975 notes on a conditional form. Tremendous, tremendous album. Uh, this was long awaited. It had been delayed three times. Um, and honestly, a good chunk of it had been released as singles. Um, so it's not all brand spanking new music, but it's 22 tracks. 
So it's a little lengthy, um, but again, you've probably heard a good portion of a number of the tracks off of there that have been releasing over the past couple of months. Um, Me and You Together song, it's fantastic. Um, What else is on here? Uh, Frail State of Mind is amazing. People is a great song, but you really got to understand how this band operates and they're, they're a unique set of characters and they're absolutely incredible live. I've been lucky enough to see them live twice was supposed to see them live last week. <laughs> <sighs> and I had floors. I had floor general mission floor oh. tickets, which were so hard to get. Um, this whole segment's just going to be really rough for Dan. Cause I'm pretty yeah, sure he was going to see every band that he's recommending. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it really, sorry. you know, it, it pains We're me. Sorry. Um, but and it would have been a, it would have been amazing. Uh, but it's the album's a little bit of a roller coaster. It's an emotional roller coaster. It's not all catchy songs. There are some slower melodic things in there that they just do musically that kind of make you think. And I think it's super creative. And I think they're just a fantastic uh, group. Where usually when you get a twenty-two song album, there's a handful of absolute garbage on there or just a bunch of interludes that last you know 20 to 30 seconds that make the album look longer as it is than it is and they really don't have that um again there's just some unique tracks on there and you know i think they're absolutely fantastic and again would love to see them live hopefully next year whenever that may be but notes on a conditional form from the 1975 oh man dan not hitting them you know what i hate about this album all of it Literally couldn't get past the intro. I heard that Greta girl talking and I was like, is this ever going to stop? That's, that's like, probably the one track you could skip. Yeah. Where it's just, you don't need, you don't need that intro. Okay. So for people that don't know the 1975 and I like the 1975 and like Dan said, they are super good live and I like them a lot, but their album starts with that Greta, whatever her last name is, girl, the climate change girl, like the 16, 17 year old girl who's always everywhere for climate change. They have her talking for like five minutes about climate change. And listen, save the whales, the planet, all that good stuff. That's fine. I don't want that on a 1975 album. I just don't. (laughs) I I have no desire for that. Like if you want to put that out, it's like a YouTube video. If you want to put that out somewhere else, cool. But you put that on the top of your album is just, guys, I'm not in. Like, I just wanted to sit down and listen to the 1975. And then I heard that. And I'm like, I mean, hey, listen, we talked about protests. We've talked about conversations and all that stuff. So who am I to tell somebody not to speak out for what they believe in? All I'm saying is 1975. I will get to your album later. Because that just, I just couldn't. I was like, what are we doing? Stop it. I just want to listen to you guys. But, you know, they made a statement at the top of their album with that, I guess. But And and that was the thing is I expected the song to eventually kick in and it never does. It doesn't on, kick in. Because That's I saw the, the length. I saw the length of the track and I'm like, where's the, this not, this has to be just the intro to this song. And it's yeah. not, it's a monologue. Yeah. It never comes in. Like I no. thought for sure it was like, okay, she's talking for a minute and then like it, then the song will kick in and then we'll get why this is here. No, they just are like, you know, Greta, just do your thing for five minutes. You are on a 1975 album. Go for it. I'm, I'm glad you said that. So yeah, note to the people, Start with people. Track number two. It's a twenty-one track album plus a bonus, you know, monologue on the top. So yeah, just a little note there. Good point though, Didi. Good point. Yeah. Here's a here's a hot here's a question though, guys. Uh, how long is too long for an album? It depends on the genre. 
Okay. Depends like, on the genre. Like, you mean like okay. musical, Chris? Like musicals? What's too long for a musical? <laughs> no, like, like five tracks. Like uh, Drake, Drake will release a, an album and it'll be like thirty-two songs, and like you want to listen to all thirty-two of them, but like, I I don't. There there are some other genres that I, I don't want to sit and listen to twenty songs of. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it depends on. Are you listening to it in one sitting? I, I guess like I normally listen to an album from front. Like if, if I don't have the time to listen to the whole album, I'm not going to listen to the whole album. I'm going to do some, you know, some playlist and shuffle things around. So I'm listening to individual songs. Um, so that, that I guess it depends on that too. I'd say that 45 minute to 55 minute, I won't, I won't go track number, but I'll say total length of time. Like 45 to 55 minutes is a good zone to be in you start to get over an hour and that can be tricky yeah unless you you know like, like chris said i think it has to be specific if it's a particular artist or genre um there aren't a whole lot of artists that i would look and see oh 22 tracks on this album awesome um <laughs> yeah like the you you need to know that the 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 individual or the band like regularly have things to say yeah you know mm-hmm it, yeah, it, it's just one of those things. It's like, you know, it's a trend in music right now. It's streaming and all that. And it's just so easy to put out. It's e- so easy to put out music. So that happens now. But it's, yeah. it's, but I just, I kind of like it when somebody puts out an album that's just like, it's like a full sentence. You know what I mean? It's like one project. Then you can put out whatever music you want in any other thing. But like, you know, I just think of like Jay-Z's 444 album that was like 10 songs. It was 39 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I loved it. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? you can put out anything else you want. Like, I just I like when somebody people put out projects that are just like one complete sentence. And that takes me to another pick that I have that I think runs a little too long. The Weeknd's album is really, 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 really freaking good. Like, I love this album so much from the beginning, almost until the end. Because <laughs> then it just starts to kind of just I'm like, oh, we could have cut this song. We could have cut this song. It was like three songs. It's like it's a 17 track album, 16 tracks, I think, 17 or 16. And it should be like 13. It's a strong 13. And it, cause he's, because when you're listening to the album, you're like, oh my God, first song, amazing. Second song, amazing. You're going through, you're down to like song 10. You're like, oh my God, that he hasn't missed yet. And then the misses start to come. And you're like, why did we do this? You had a I, perfect album. I could not agree. Up. I could not agree with you more. You're spot uh, on with that album. You just start to God. After Hours is the name of the album, by the way. My bad. Yeah, it's a little a shame. You could have done a little, you know, a little bit trimming on there, but it otherwise, hurt. it's it's tremendous. It's really good. It hurt, but Alone Again is amazing. Uh, In Your Eyes is super good. Like that's a song that I mean, I feel like it's just going to be around all year long. And I don't know when it's going to have its big moment, but I feel like it could happen at any time just because that's just waiting for like the right. I feel like if we had TV right now in your eyes would probably already be a big hit. Like it would have been on the finale of Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. It would have been, it, It's just it's a song that is like meant to just be out of here. Like it yeah. is a beautiful song. And The Weeknd is really on like if you like The Weeknd, you're going to love this album because it's just it's perfect. And he's, you know, working with all the producers to make hits in on this album. And it seems like it was intended for that. And, you know, alone again, anybody who's ever been through a breakup alone again is, is a good one. 
for anybody who's been through a breakup. And then when you go out after the breakup with your friends, that's alone again. And it's like, perfect. It's perfect when you're just, you know, you're like your friends force you to go out. That's the song. Yeah. Alone again. Super good. If you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you get broken up with and your friends are like, yo, man, we got to go drink this off. Like, go drink this off. Because that always works. You know what I mean? That's always perfect. That's the best advice. It's the worst advice friends give. It's like, oh, let's go get shitty. It's going to be perfect. Yeah. But that's that song. And it's great. It's great. But yeah, The weekend After Hours. That's another one of my picks. I like it. So let's all give one more pick. What's the song, album, one more pick. Let's do it. Perfect, because I only had one more to talk about this week. Okay. Uh, a lesser known band uh, named Sprainerd, and their album is called, it's titled Mabel. Um, is this a band? Sprainerd? <laughs> I was going to say, I think you're stealing my notes with these names. What's up, dude? What <laughs> is that? How do you spell is that? Sprainerd, S P R A Y N A R D. Is that an actual word? Uh, well, it t- I typed it into my Google uh, Doc, and it gave me the red squiggly line, which suggests that I need to spell check that. Check okay. It. Yeah. Um, Rainer. Their album, Mabel. So th- this band is, uh, they're not, like I talked about Four Year Strong and how they um, are, are blessed with a lot of vocal talent and can ha- have really great harmonies and melodies together. Um, this band is not necessarily that but they they the vocals are more raspy and they just really work for the style of uh punk rock that this band puts out there so um they're kind of self-deprecating and and it's kind of hilarious as you listen to their lyrics how self-deprecating they are um so it's one to actually kind of listen through and listen to the lyrics there's a song called applebee's bar that I would recommend. If you check out any song by Sprainerd, check out the song Applebee's Bar. Wow. It is one of my favorites right now. I would recommend it. So that's that's my third and final recommendation. Applebee's Bar. Be oh my God. That one. I'll never, I will, I am writing this down right now because I can't forget that one. <laughs> Sprainerd, Applebee's Bar. Yeah. And they are from Westchester. Pennsylvania. Oh. All right, there you go. Oh, all right. Oh yeah. Uh, Hit it, Dan. That last one I have for you. Uh, no surprise to anybody. It's going to be a song, an individual song. It's "Level of Concern" by Twenty One Pilots. Uh, it's everything I needed and everything I didn't know that I needed. Absolutely perfect. Uh, this band usually doesn't do stuff like this. They usually completely go off the grid between albums. Uh, they were in the midst of you know some touring when everything got shut down. Uh, so took some time to write a song and release it. You know, Tyler writes in his basement and produced it himself and then put it out there. And it's just absolutely exploded on my radio. Um, but I think it's going pretty well everywhere else too. It's very, very popular. It's just such a jam. And it's kind of, like I said, very unlike them to just drop a single, but it's also very unlike any other time that we've been in. And uh, I, I can't stop listening to it. Um, so level of concern by 21 pilots is, I can't wait to hear that song live one day. Um, again, pulling at the heartstrings there. Uh, I will say uh, honorable mention the album possession by joy wave is absolutely uh, fantastic. Another really, really good live band. Um, 
who I was surprised to have an album that deep from top to bottom. Really good. Exact right amount of songs in there too. Nice short chunks. That's all we needed. Uh, Possession by Joy Wave, another good album to check out. Are you going to sing some of uh, Level of Concern for us? Because this is one of those songs that once you listen to it one time, you will be singing it around your house. You will be sliding on the kitchen floor in your socks. Like it's just, it's, it's just a really, really great song. Like, and they seemingly put it together in like not very long time, like not a very long amount of time. And it is cool to hear them like this because I think one thing a lot of people were disappointed with, with the last 21 pilots release was that they didn't give us that. They didn't jam a lot. Right. It didn't feel like it was like this. The album wasn't like it didn't jam. Like it was good, but it wasn't like jamming. Yeah. This is like, I wasn't expecting this at all. Like, I yeah. feel like you could change the arrangement of this and like Bruno Mars could do it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a really good song. Right. You're, you're right. The album Trench was more based around the storyline and they wrote around that versus, yeah, yeah, I think they a combination of NERS versus like, we're not writing for the radio because Blurry Face just absolutely blur, uh, blew up, blurred up. Um, but level, it's uh, yeah, it'll stay in your head forever. It's super catchy. Um, it is written based around the time that we're in right now. Uh, they did an awesome job quickly too, uh, a live version of it on Jimmy Fallon, which Jimmy was, it was Jimmy Fallon, uh, which is available on YouTube, which they added a couple of instruments, uh, trumpet, the trumpet player from Mr. Wives is on it. It's a, that's an even more, if you can believe it, it's a dancier version of that song that may or may not already be on my wedding playlist whenever that wedding may happen not announcing anything, but that's already on the playlist. I can tell you right now. <laughs> all right. And then, uh, all right. For me, I have, I have a couple songs that I want to, that I want to point out that I know that people need to hear. Um, huh, Don't waste my time by Usher featuring LMI. That is my, I, I love that song so much in hearing Usher in this way, not trying to make a pop hit because Usher has enough pop hits. Like I'm sick. Like if there's anything that annoys me about people who were making music in the '90s, is except for Beyonce. Um, no, I'm not talking about Beyonce. Like is they them just try them trying to still be like very current, like trying to be of the moment. And I'm like, you know, I don't need that from you. I need you to just smooth R and B jams that like aren't out right now that you know that that are honestly for people who are you know over 30 like that's what i need like i don't need Mm -hmm. you to be making music for kids and don't waste my time which was a release that was supposed to be on an usher album that was going to be coming out this year but now because of COVID 19 i think everything's just kind of pushed that whole thing back but um don't waste my time is a just a great smooth song to uh listen to with your lady when it's about time for some action. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, it's not all about <laughs> it's not all about you by Lawrence. Um, that song is great. It's a brother sister duo from Philadelphia. Um, they have a bunch of other track songs, but I don't really like any of them. But I do like <laughs> it's not all about you. Um, I thought I would like their music more whenever I first uh, listened to that song, but I really don't. It didn't really stick with me. So. Lawrence, it's not all about you. That one song is freaking is great. It's definitely worth uh, worth the look. And the last one is Roddy Rich. Roddy Rich, uh, he had the number one song in the country. He had, he's got the biggest song of 2020 called "The Box." And 
what I think about that's great about that song, and one thing we'll remember in the textbook of 2020, is that that song was the number one song in the country for 12 straight weeks from, I think, New Year's, like the New Year's Day all the way till whenever. And it's still in the top 10 now. But it starts with him saying, uh, fuck 12, fuck SWAT, which is fuck the police. And then he gives a call out for... Uh, Zimmerman's head and and he calls out police brutality in the song so another reason why the kids were ready for this revolution <laughs> the number one song in the country by a 20 year old the biggest song of this year so far it, it starts out and ends with everything that's going on right now so and the song is just a freaking jam like yeah. and my daughter 20 months old loves the song has no idea what's happening what's being said loves the jam so shouts to Roddy Rich just I, stops a lot of crying fits in my house whenever I uh, put on that song in the beginning has the distinct and she just loves that shit. So Roddy Rich. Amazing. And that is what we're listening to. But let's go from what we're listening to into uh, concerts, man. No concerts. We all are fans of concerts. We're all fans of live events. As you know, Dan loves concerts because he mentioned going to everybody's shows that he uh, talked about. Yeah. T-shirt, uh, Dan loves concerts. <laughs> Dude, this is perfect. This is perfect. Dan Dan merch. Yeah. yeah. Stick Dan all dot that. merch. Visit our <laughs> website. Dan dot merch. Brunchbreakdown.dan.merch. There it is. Dot, yeah. Dot org. Uh, <laughs> all right. So concerts are canceled, but people are being creative. There are drive-in concerts <clears throat> right now going on it is be, it is a thing out here i believe that kyle the rapper kyle's doing like a series of them for uh basically celebrating the class of 2020 and there's a bunch of country artists doing this and um they've done some already in like where drive-in theaters are and just in random parking lots uh are you filling up the car this summer you down to uh go to a drive-in concert how you feel about that go ahead dan hell yes <laughs> I need something. It's driving me crazy. The amount of concerts that I've missed and will miss over the next couple of months. Uh, I know it obviously won't be the same. It's going to be weird. Um, and I've seen some of these photos and reviews of how these concerts have gone. You know, some of them really are drive-in style where you tune to the dial radio and listen to it through your car. And it's just like the visual there. That's going to take a little bit of getting used to. I, you know, some live sound a little bit more would be uh, better depending on the setting, but I might have to make a road trip out of it. We don't have anything quite like that in Pittsburgh yet. Shouts to Live Nation. I know they're doing what they can and finding it where they can. They got to make that money too and, and pay those people, uh, all their crew. But yeah, I've, I've got to get something. I can't go an entire year without live music in some capacity. And I hope this opens opens up things in certain areas too for smaller shows uh i know that's very big ask and difficult for bands to coordinate which states and cities and whatever they can go to with limited capacities but get in a van get on the road and hit up a couple of them some of these intimate shows i think would be really really cool um even in bigger venues you know to space people out but drive-in concert you know i'm i never thought i'd get that desperate or do anything like that but i need it give it to me I feel like 
so you guys go to the big festivals and, and, and whatnot. And, um, yeah, Dan has all the Coachella posters behind him. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, that doesn't appeal to me. So I would love to like this idea of having my own personal space while at a concert sounds tremendous. Um, I'm all about it. Like I like, I love live music and, um, you know, if, if it's like a smaller club scene or, 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 you know, things like that, like I love seeing bands in those intimate venues, but the bigger the venue gets, the less likely I am to end up going to the show. But if I can go in to a drive-through show or a drive-in show, that's, I mean, that's, that, that's the, the Chris Gates stamp of approval right there. I'm I'm all in. And and I was thinking one of my favorite eras in music was the early 2000s when drive-through records had just an insane amount of awesome pop punk bands all on the same level and I I've been thinking lately that if drive-in concerts are all the rage right now, drive-through records should be planning some type of reunion tour so that we can all go see like th- there's never been a better opportunity for, for a small label to capitalize off of something like this. But overall, yes, I'm all in on having my own personal space uh, while at a large concert. I'm with you on this. It just depends on who it is. Cause there are certain people that like, I don't want to see in my car. You know what I mean? You don't like, want to see them while in your car or you don't want them to be in your car. Oh, that's a good one. Because who do I want? What artist would I want in my car, and what artist would I not want in my car? <laughs> that's, that's that's a, a question, right it's there. A great discussion. All right, yeah. Stick a pin in that one. Pin in that one. That's on next week's menu. Good. Yeah, that's that's a good one. But no, it just depends on who I'm going to see. Like, you know, who could be cool to see in a drive-in concert type thing? Ed Sheeran. Because you know what Ed Sheeran does on stage? He plays by himself. Yeah. Right? He does everything by himself with the freaking uh, the whatever the shit's called the, the, the pedals. pedals and shit. yeah with the yeah he's got all the pedals he's just up there performing by himself and and i love it i think what he does is amazing on stage and i think he would be cool to see in a drive-in thing but you know who would be bad to see in a drive-in thing drake we mentioned drake earlier because i want to wow out to drake shows i want it to be a community type feel like when you go see certain artists it's like you want to you, you want to feel like it's just you you and the artists, like you and the people you're with and the artists. But when you're going to see certain some other shows, like even 21 Pilots is like that because it's such a community. It's like you want to see you want to be around the other people. You want to be arm to arm with the people, you know. Yeah. But there. But so I like the driving thing. I don't think the driving thing is actually going to go away. I think a lot of things will kind of go away with spacing and seating and stuff. But I think the driving thing might like be something that we look back to this time and be like, oh yeah, they started doing this because of this, but they kept doing it. Cause I think the idea is, I think the idea is great. Like it just, it just all depends on who you're going to see. Cause I don't think it works for every, every that's, artist. That's a good point. Yeah. If there's somebody that I want to like, yeah, sing and scream every song to, I'm not doing that in my car, regardless <laughs> of who else. I'm picturing you me. leaning your head out the window, just like shouting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it, it, yeah, it has to be almost like a, a, a tailgate like a- atmosphere because, you know, I know some of them are allowing you out of your car, but you got to stand within within the vehicle. So if you could even like have that tailgate type of vibe with that type of show, I think Didi Ed Sheeran was a great example. But yeah, it would it would certainly depend on the artist um, because that could be. Yeah, yeah you want to feel like a part of the crowd 
and just scream at the top of your lungs on some of these other artists. And, you know, that could get a little awkward in the vehicle by yourself. You'd be steaming out the windows. It's just not, not good. Not a good look. Most country concerts would be better from your own car. As, yes. as we're talking this out and, and, and as I'm thinking it through, the main reason I go to a country concert is for the tailgating. I mean, not the main reason, but a big part of it is because of the tailgate atmosphere that happens outside of these concerts, the, the larger ones at like amphitheaters and stuff. But normally I find myself once I get into a country concert, like I, it's just sloppy beyond my level of comfort. But if I could just continue tailgating in my car, mm-hmm. keep those people away, man, that that's, that's the move right there. Country concerts where you just keep tailgating. I like it. I'm a big fan. I, I like the thinking about this because I never really said that out loud. I just now I'm like, you know what? This works. I have a friend who's a big Jack Johnson fan. And Ooh. if he's listening to this podcast, he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I have no idea why you would go to a Jack Johnson concert, but he does it. Jack Johnson to drive in your car. I mean, yeah. that sounds great. That's car jamming stuff right there. I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah. But now but now the question with uh, with the driving concerts, though. It's like, and you mentioned the country concert, and that's what, like, I was like, oh, wait, you better have a strong driver. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's almost like, is that going to be a side business for, like, Uber and Lyft now, where, like, they now are just giving people rides to concerts and your driver's with you all night? Right. Would that's you, not a bad leave, gig for the driver. You I don't know. Right. That, that's, a, that's a pretty nice gig for the driver. And it's worth it. I don't know. It's like, you know, or you, you know, you rent the, you know, you do the car service. It's basically like you're going to prom, but you're going to see Kenny Chesney. Hold on a second. (laughs) Hold on a second. This is like, I think we've stumbled upon a business idea and this goes beyond concerts. I think like how many people just in general go to tailgate places and then people drive home that should not. But what if there was an Uber for tailgating? where they like show up at your house. If you're going to a football game, they show up at your house or a concert in the morning. You load all your stuff in their car. They take you to the concert. You tailgate all day, and then they bring you back with all your stuff. Oh, man. Or they leave you there and take all your stuff. <laughs> but that could be insured, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Minor details. Minor details. That all can be insured. Like leave. But no, I, I, I would be all in. I would be big time in favor of that because that's one of the biggest challenges is like when having to cut off the tailgate if you're the driver, and then like especially if you're at well, especially for me if I'm like at a country concert and I don't want to be there in the first place and I have to drive. (laughs) Forget it. Forget it. Once that buzz wears off, I have went no part of being there. You know, so I'd pay for that. Um. That is, wow, that's a good one. And also, you could just not have your, like, the car could already come fully stocked, ready to go. You know what I mean? So it's there. Yeah, now we're getting into, like, a party bus type of company. Wait, does this already exist? I don't think it does. Not not specifically for tailgating. It can't because, like, we would see it because I would have used it for sure. Because think about it. You have somebody show up at your house with all your stuff except for, like, 
your your pit flags, right? They've got they have the beer in there, they have everything in there, they pick you up, it's their truck or SUV or whatever it is, and then they park the car there and then freaking they leave, do whatever they gotta do. They come back at eleven and you go and they go home. Wow. I'm loving this. I don't know. I'm into TM this. TM brunch breakdown <laughs> 2020. I am writing a letter. I'm writing a letter to myself right now. There you go. Isn't that, like, <laughs> is that how it works? Is that like the cheap trademark thing? You like, yeah, yeah, I thought you just copyright kind of it. it. Mail yeah, it to yourself it. and never open it. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm gonna do that because that's that's good. I like this idea. Wow. We see we brought it back and we're already making up great ideas. We're already never gonna be rich, but we're gonna figure it out. It's productive. It's it's hopefully it's entertaining for the people, but it's also productive for us. Hopefully we can uh make something of it. Yes. Would you take advantage of this? I mean, if you good God, if you've made it a full hour and you're still listening, would you take advantage of this service? Tweet at brunch breakdown and let us know. Um, and then question number two, would you invest in this idea? (laughs) Yes. Mr. Wonderful. Would you invest in this? Mark Cuban, would you invest in this? Yeah. I just want to do a shark tank pitch guys. Maybe that's an episode of the brunch breakdown. We have nothing to talk about one week, which it not, it, it probably won't happen in the like near future, but like soon that should be it. Like, how can we get on shark tank and how would our pitch go? Cause I, w- I just want to go on there and like pitch something. I that. think we could workshop that. Yeah, for sure. That's a menu workshop topic. and a lot of stuff. I like we it. We are. I like it. We'll figure that out. Well guys, we've, we've hit our limit, uh, for our, uh, wives and girlfriends not to kill us. So <laughs> <laughs> Dan, tell everybody where they can find the brunch breakdown. They can find us everywhere. We are everywhere that you listen to podcasts, including uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Pandora coming soon, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, anywhere that you uh, listen to podcasts, find us there. Again, if there's some place that you use uh, that you don't see us by searching Brunch Breakdown, the Brunch Breakdown podcast, uh, let us know and we're going to do whatever we can to get on that platform. But we're on all the big ones there, uh, so be sure to find us wherever you get your podcasts. Also, as of last week, we're on oh, YouTube. Almost forgot Mr. to mention that. That's this great. Round of applause. Right now, Mr. you Gates. really want to see what's going on behind the scenes, also available on YouTube. Last week's episode was on there, as well as uh, this one as well. So those will be consistent in the future going forward. Oh, yeah. Right. Mr. Gates. And if you'd Big like to see... That. that was all you. If you'd like to see your t-shirt spot, featured on the Brunch Breakdown uh, on our YouTube episodes, uh, contact me directly. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> don't, don't bother going through anybody else. Just DMs are open. You'll be wearing sponsored t-shirts and I'll be wearing my own t-shirts that says Dan can't like everything. <laughs> Dan doesn't have a t-shirt deal. That's what it is. <laughs> Good God, guys. I will talk to you next week. Brunch Breakdown, out. Peace. <laughs>